happening, party people? What's happening? I'm your host with the most, Mr. Ron, and welcome to, yes, another episode of 40 Years of Hip Hop, where we review 1,000 songs over the span of 40 years from 1979 to 2019. And party people, by feed spot standards, we are ranked 40th in the top 50 hip hop podcasts on the web. And that's just great living, indeed. And we're keep on. We're gonna keep up climbing that list. That's for sure. And today, party people, we will be reviewing "Linguistics" by uh, Shy Three Sixty from the album Chapters. Okay, which was released in 1999 and 2012, I believe. We will clarify that. And of course, we got Shy Sixty with us right there. How you doing, my man? Pretty good, Ron. Thanks for having me. All right. Awesome. Again, like, uh, um, I think I told you we were going to have you last year, you know, because yeah. I, I had the song ready. So, party people. So, again, I chose this song because uh, Shy360 is a friend of mine, okay? Even though we lost touch a little bit in the last decade or so. Uh, however, when you were doing the song, you know, like, I saw you, like, almost... Uh, uh, every day or every uh, uh, other day. You saw the whole thing manifest. You saw yes, the, the, from the, the beginning. From, from the, beginning, the beginning. In fact. Yeah. And um, so I, uh, it was clear when I started this project, it was clear that you were going to be a part of this. Okay. Um, because at, at that point uh, in my life, I knew a lot of people that rap. Okay. That were really into hip hop, including me, you know. Um, but you went above and beyond. You decided to say, you know what? I'm dropping everything and I'm focusing on the hip hop shit. Yeah. You know, for me, I would say that was like the biggest. I was like, okay, enough respect. This guy is the shit, you know, like uh, um, this move totally impressed me, by the way. You know, like I was I was a little <laughs> starstruck uh, 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 even. <laughs> Uh, again, because at that time you were in university, yeah, you had a job, a very uh, 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 a job that you know you could grow into, right? Yeah. yeah, and you decided to say, you know what, I'm doing hip hop, and for me, ooh, highest you know level of respect, you know, to say that you know, because because I didn't, I I didn't even, that. I was like really into hip hop, and I was like, you know what. I took the somewhat safe route, you know, and and and, and mm. said, you know what? I'll stick with school, you know. And wow, that yeah. was that that was just amazing from my from my point of view. So first mm. again, like okay. what made you do that jump? I really want to know. Oh wow, this is a uh... Such a good question. Yeah. Why made me do that jump? Honestly, I, I, I when I so, so there's there's a backstory because when I moved to Montreal as mm-hmm. a kid, I didn't speak English. Mm-hmm. Um, it was 1989, immigrant. I get here. I spoke a little bit of French from my parents, but I didn't speak English. And to me, it was like I remember the first cassette my dad got me at Walmart, and it was a. Uh, it was the soundtrack. No, it was a cassette. It was Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Oh, and which album though? Which album? Uh, I'm the DJ. He's the rapper. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Bubble gum, bubble gum rap, but great album, nonetheless. DJ Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. DJ Jazzy Jeff. It was. And it wasn't the first time I heard hip hop. I was like, I got to school, there was parties, and I was like, oh, I, I really like this stuff. And then I went to see the soundtrack. No, not the soundtrack. I went to see the movie, Juice. For sure, for sure. Classic. Okay. And it was it was over. I yeah. went, I bought the CD at HMV. Rest in peace, HMV. But yeah, I bought the CD, and the first song, you know, like, and fucking Eric being right and I'm like who what is this and I hear Rakim Rahim and I was like I was done I was like I was trying to catch every word and was like multi-syllable rap and the cadence and everything I was like oh my god I like I have goosebumps telling you yeah. the story this is how how important this was for me in my life as a kid just writing it down looking at a dictionary this is mm-hmm. pre pre iPads right like yeah, yeah, I had course. a physical dictionary trying to figure out the words so really loved it and then you know i got into it but people were like you know you should you're really good you should continue really good and you're one of them you're you know like i remember like we spent nights freestyling i wouldn't stop Dude, like i'm gonna give you a headache you would freestyle from <laughs> home going to the club yeah. back yeah. from <laughs> the club going back home <laughs> And I was, I was, I was, I was just loving it. But to be, to be honest, and to be completely transparent, I didn't feel. I felt like an imposter. Mm. You know, it wasn't. You know, it's African American culture, mm-hmm. um, and I felt like, you know, what is this Middle Eastern kid going to mm-hmm. do? But I, but I never rapped about. You know, there was there was some rappers, that were trying to be, let's you know, trying to be down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my content was always about me. It was always personal. Yeah. It was about yes. and I and learning from some of the greats, learning from Rakim and Nas, and learning from Big Daddy Kane, and learning from Public Enemy, and learning from Dela. So, like, I was like, okay, what are they're talking about? Their personal and their community and their people struggle. Mm-hmm. And this is what I was talking about. What mm-hmm. is it to be an immigrant in Montreal? You know, the 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 main song off the album is is talking about an immigrant coming to Montreal. So, when did I take the dive? Is when I decided I was like, you know, I'm gonna record a single, and this was my first single, ever. Um, but I recorded at least 20 songs before I made this one official, that nobody's ever heard. They're, they're okay. horrible, and I recorded them. I don't know if you remember, but the old school headphones and the cassette tapes you yeah. could record into the headphone. Of course, yeah, yeah, I remember okay. that. Yeah, yeah. We we didn't have the means to to pay for a freaking studio at forty dollars no. an hour. We didn't we didn't have that kind of kind of dough. We didn't come from this family. So started recording, and then when I I, I met the producer, and then more and more people just started like really supporting it. And like yeah. you said, I was working nine to five. Then I was going to school from six to nine. Yeah. And then I would go to like, um, to like all these open mic nights, yeah, and, yeah. and it was like Montreal was like a nice underground scene, yeah. and shades of culture, mm-hmm. and like obscure disorder, mm-hmm. and like all these like you know, um, many many people in the scene, like great producers, like Ray Ray, Saint Prince, yeah. all just like it was a good scene, you know. And I was always was. trying to get on stage. It wasn't easy. Not a lot of people gave me love because mm-hmm. uh, I was, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't part of the. Uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't fit the the heuristics. Yeah. So so this this pushed me to like, you know, what's an immigrant with like, 
now speaks three languages and learning a fourth one and coming from a diverse background. To me, it was how do I play with words? Um, so I made a, I, I made a song linguistics, and then I decided I'm going to press this on vinyl. Yeah. So it was like a first attempt, and then I got distribution through Landspeed. And these were the same people distributing like Gangstar Ooh, at the time. But I remember, I seem to have recalled that um, during that time, I think maybe could it be that the record was was not pressed in Montreal? Because I remember, yeah, he said, "Okay, I'm going to get my single." Okay. Yeah. And you came yeah. out with like a stack of linguistics, and this impressed me even more. As like, yo, like, yeah, is freaking vinyl. You know, yeah, yeah, and you played it, and I remember it. It was, um, there was like uh, the, the normal, the radio edit, there was the instrumental, yeah. and then it, it was, was a B-side. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I listen, I, I, I did the CDs first, yeah, you know, um, and then a lot of people, a, a lot of guys would go to these parties and I see these DJs, and like nobody would fuck with CDs back then, mm-hmm. like the culture was, was, was fine, I was like. Yeah. I love like if hip hop is my second love. Yeah. Like like for real, for real to yeah, this yeah. day. Yeah. So I was like, I have to I have to make a vinyl. So it was pressed in Montreal, but to your point, I drove to Boston, I drove to New York, ah. and I hustled and I shopped it and I went to these vinyl distributors that never heard of me. I was like, you please play because I would I, I sent it to them by mail, but I never yeah. got a response. It takes months. I was like I'm just gonna drive. I'm just gonna hustle. So I drove, and and I w- I kept knocking on the until they listened to it, and then somebody picked it up eventually, and Landspeed distributed it. And um, you know what's crazy? I sold about almost three thousand at the time. It's considered like pretty good for an independent underground artist. Okay. But it's sold in 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 Korea, in Japan, oh. in the U.S., in the Ukraine, in the Czech Republic, yeah, in Turkey. It's just madness, and I, 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 and at the time I only had an email. I remember, like, I had a hotmail address. Yeah, <laughs> and I, and I remember getting like emails from from different people all over the world. So it was, uh, and that's when I said, like, okay, this is there's a potential here to do something really yeah. cool. Um, and then I moved back. Uh, I left Montreal, went back to yeah, Montreal, yeah. and I was unemployed for a long time. I couldn't find a job, and I was like, I had an album ready, and uh, I didn't know what how to release it, what to do. And uh, I connected with a few people and then we, we pressed the whole album on CD at the time, not on vinyl. Okay. And that's when okay. things completely took off. Wow, okay, yeah. that's, good. That's, that's that's great, man. That's a great, okay. So, um, for, so, you know, about like, you know, we have like different sections. So they, we're gonna jump to the originality, originality section. Yeah. And uh, again, like I say, from my point of view, Just because you're original doesn't mean that you're dope. And you could be super dope and not be original, okay? 100%, 100%. So uh, uh, the way that I see this track, uh, um, again, um, I think I for originality, I give it a 3.5 on 5, okay? Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is, I think that it's an above average track, okay? Uh, um, Originality-wise, you know, mainly for the vocals, okay? Because I believe that uh, I, again, I'm a huge fan of scratching. Who did the yeah. scratches, man? Those scratches, the scratches are scratches. Ill. Mad, mad scientist. Yo! Yeah, the DJ from uh, Montreal. They fuck, also. See, ill. 
you know really Ill, the yeah. beat was yeah. nice I, I i like you know the piano you know like I, I you know i really feel that jazzy vibe so we're gonna get into into production yeah. about that so uh, uh again tell me a little bit about the originality side of this track so i'm surprised you gave it a 3.5 i would give it a 2.5 oh in originality okay. i'll tell you why for the track itself, I think mm -hmm. the album I would give it a lot more because mm -hmm. nobody was was making any kind of content oh, like that. For sure, for nothing. sure. But for this track, it was really to me like the classic three verse, three hook, scratch, boom bap, MPC, organic sound, SFL, yeah. everything was everything was analog it was the sound of the 90s so yeah it was time and space it to me it was just average in originality um i'm usually hard on myself but i think yeah. it was to me it was like maybe a 2.53 maybe but you know okay. no, rhymes, I, I, I... Rhymes, 16 bars rhymes cuts uh uh dope beat that that's like as, as a package now yeah. i'm not diving into lyrics and stuff like that the lyrics are, are maybe more original yes, than yes. what everybody else was rapping about but as a concept of a track as a single it was i i don't i don't find it to be so original till this oh. day i just find it to be a classic because people still write me about this song of course. 22 years later that's oh, that's fantastic man so, that's awesome that's that that's yeah. great so yes, like I said, courtesy of this card, I give it a 3.5. And um, so again, I think you are a little harsh on yourself, 2.5. <laughs> I'm like, dude. Um, okay, so let's jump to delivery, uh, uh, which stands for, you know, lyrics and flow. For me, per se, I went with a four on five. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I think that these are some of the like, best lyrics I've heard you spit, you know. Um, now, of course, there's a lot of stuff that you 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 have that's in Hebrew, but I could, I don't, I didn't understand the words, but yeah. you could understand tone and body language when, yeah. when you watch the videos. Yeah. Uh, but I find like linguistics, I, again, maybe I was still in, in starstruck a little bit around all that time. But yeah. if you break it down, like the lyrics are. Yeah. Yeah. So lead, you yeah. know, and, and me, I really love uh, the second verse in total. And there's one line, okay? Now, I would like for you to go into detail. It's when you say, I transform barriers and cultural norms, okay? Yeah. And for me, the way I saw it, so we hung out together. So I was like, okay. So here's this kid from Israel, okay? Uh, uh, when I met you, he was a little bit of a Gino, you know? He's falling back deeply into hip hop, you know, I, there was like a little bit of a mix and match of, yeah. of, of uh, everywhere until I find that you basically discovered uh, your own, your true identity, yeah. you yeah. know, and, and affirmed yourself, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, tell me about those lines, man. I First of all, so Ron, the, the, the way you expressed it now, I don't think I've ever thought about it this way, but you really, you really nailed it. There oh, was thanks. there was a personal search for a long time because, you know, when I moved here, I was mm -hmm. looking for my place. Of course. 
um, in high school, mm-hmm. and you know, I was. I went to a public school, so I had to go through a lot. Dude, we went to the same high school, man. And, uh, and you know? that, well, I was kicked out of the Cat, so I joined Shamadi High. Okay. But for, for four years, I was in another high school, okay. and you know, people laughed at me. They called me just scum. They called me <laughs> kinds of uh, anti-Semitic terms that we're not going to say on air yeah, now. Yeah, of course not. Um, but through hip hop, I, I, I did find a lot of things, and then for a while. I had a, I had a period in my life for about a year, and I have pictures to show it where I was like, I was trying also to fit the style in terms of dressing. Yeah, and it wasn't me. Yeah, it wasn't me. Like I I, I look back and I'm like, should be corny. Like yeah. it was. It looked. It just looked funny. So it took me time to like to hey, adjust. I'm, 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 to adjust, and like you said, to affirm myself and to mm-hmm. find myself. And when I, I started pressing, so I was diving more and more into hip hop and understanding that it's not what you wear it's not how you talk i don't speak like y'all know what i'm saying so i don't speak like that because I'm, i'm not from staten island i don't speak like that i don't speak a certain slang because i'm not i am from montreal i'm an immigrant from montreal i speak how i speak yeah. i rhyme how i rhyme and that takes time for many yeah. artists and you can tell artists who have affirmed themselves like this is who i am yeah and evolve versus artists who are trying to do something it's it's easily it's visible okay And I, and I had that phase. So when I speak about, back to your question about the line, I transform barriers and cultural norms, right? What's the feedback? They want to test it like a piece of ease back. We got rhymes to break your kneecaps. Um, I always felt like I was, I represented something that nobody did. There was definitely, no, definitely. There was no, there was like one or two Jewish rappers like MC Search. Yeah. Um, you know but i was i was like repping our culture i was yeah. trying to use music as a vehicle to educate you know and i still do because there's a yes. lot of there's a lot of misinformation and a lot of you know whatever people get from whatever sources of news so i was trying to bring another story like what is a what is a north african arab jewish israeli what is yeah. that you you tell me what? i think right? i think I think it's Shy 360 right so, there, you know? So that means I transform barriers and cultural norm. The people's cultural norm of what a Jewish kid is, is, is what they see on Seinfeld or Woody oh. Allen or whatever on their, you know, American Jewish. Like people think like bagels and cream cheese is, is a Jewish thing. We don't, we don't have that. I didn't grow up with that. I have yeah. no idea. To me, hummus is, is like... <laughs> It's such a difference. So we transform that through yeah. music, and I talk about it in my music. And when people really, for the real heads who really listen and stuff like that, like you break down, you take lyrics, yeah. you break it down. No matter who you listen to, mm-hmm. you and I used to talk about songs and break down like one line for an hour. About but, right? But most people don't do that. But it doesn't matter. As if I reach one person, or even just two person, and and two people, and they share that information, I won. It's better than any plaque. It's better than anything. So awesome. I transform all these barriers because stereotypes are barriers mm-hmm. to knowledge. Yes, they are. They are. Right? If you, uh, are. If, if you don't go and seek information, you just put a barrier for yourself. It's true. If, it's you, true. if you seek information, if you see an article on Facebook, that article was sent for you, targeted at you because they know what you believe in. So you're not exposed to another half. Right, so you might you might have just one piece of information. So that's mm-hmm. your own barrier. If you don't exactly. break that, then you stay ignorant. 
Yeah, you're right. You're right. So there was a lot behind that line. Ah, that's 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 fantastic. <laughs> it's it's funny because see the way I saw it, and this is why I wanted you to say it first. Yeah. The way that I say I saw it, when you say that I transform barriers and cultural norm, I see it as I am going to transform hip hop culture. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. The fact that the fact that again, one, you're from Montreal, you know, you're Israeli. Not only that, but I remember at some point you freestyle in English, French, French Hebrew. Hebrew. Yeah. So these were all from my the way I said these were all new aspects of hip hop. I'm gonna give you, you know? a scoop. I'm gonna give you a scoop. Nobody Go ahead, my man. first time live. There's an unreleased linguistics remix in three languages. What? Sitting in my hard drive from 1999. Never released. <laughs> you have to release it, man. You have no, to release it's, it's, it. You're, you're out there. You have to release it. The French verse is really whack. But but yeah, for you for you to think that, first of all, it's 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 thank you for thinking that, but I never ever thought and I still don't that I transform hip hop because hip hop transformed me. Could it could it be possible that it could go both ways? It could be. It could be. Because uh, so, again, be. we 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 again we spoke again about the whole you know like Eminem thing and Lord Jamal and yeah. and for me per se, um, hip hop is a culture. Yes, it is Afro American black from the U.S. Um, But it's however, become much more than that. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. now I find like now hip hop is so pop. Yeah. You know, it's so it mainstream that I for me, it's my private opinion, you know. I think that hip hop lost a few steps in quality where it got maybe more in I would say presence. Okay? Now like hip hop is inf is influencing other genres again yes. now when you're listening to the radio right now it's like a mashup of hip-hop and something else you know oh yeah it's been like it's, that for a while now, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah for pop, almost like a decade pop is hip-hop yeah yes so hip-hop it's something hip-hop went pop but today's mm -hmm. pop is hip-hop yeah um and you're right it lost a lot of its quality yeah um but that's with everything there's still quality there, it's just harder to find it's like when i, I You know, when I want really good sushi, am I going to go to, I don't want to say the name to shit on any of course. restaurants in Montreal, or am I going to go and get like really good sushi? Exactly. Um, you know, I can play paid in full today mm -hmm. and it's still dope. Yes. I can't play, you know, I hate this example, but you know, like Ja Rule, let's, I can't play, you know, yeah. uh, and it's classic. It's not, it was... For those six months, it was it was it was dope and it was banging in the club. Yeah, like, it was a club banger. Yeah, I can you know I can play uh, you know my steez today and it's still banging. I can mm -hmm. play the mystery of chess boxing and it's still mm -hmm. like there is no arguing about quality. because quality is timeless. It's like a piece of it's like a piece of art. You can buy yeah. a frame at IKEA and hang it in your bedroom. It's gonna look nice for six months. Yeah, you can get a Rembrandt or, yeah. or some other shit and be like. Your great, great, great grandkids will appreciate it. Exactly. Exactly. So, so I, I, I transform. I, I didn't feel like I could transform hip hop. Yes, hip hop transformed so much, but I saw hip hop as a vehicle to transform me, and I can transform others. So when I brought hip hop culture into Israel, 
Yes, uh, that's another chapter that's so super that transforms that helped transform a lot of things. Uh, you know, as, as one of the architects, a lot of people that are still making and some of the number one artists today are people who grew up listening to my music. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. to me, I transform barriers yeah, and cultural yeah. norms. You understand? That's It's manifested fantastic. 20 years later. That's fantastic, man. That, yeah. that is fantastic. All right. <clears throat> so now let's talk about a little bit of uh, production, beat, mixing. Uh, so I gave it a 3.75. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I was like, I just like, should I go on the four? I thought it was a 3.75. Um, which is very, from my point of view, which is very good. Um, um, the scratching, okay, the way that it's blended, yeah, you know, with the riff, yeah. with the piano, yeah. and um, so you got to tell me about the whole process. You know, like did yeah. you pick up your your samples? Because back in the day, a lot of people uh, uh, that got labeled that as producers. They were mainly acted as sound engineers. What I mean by that is, um, a lot of rappers would come. Okay, this is the sample. I want you to cut it here. This is the type of beat that I want. This is the baseline, and the guy, you know, the sound engineer, who sometimes they would get the credit as the producer, yeah. would put it together. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. so again, uh, tell me about the process of the instrumental part of linguistics. The a lot of the album um was done with 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 a the architect and uh the way we worked together like in the beginning we we're just finding our groove but the way we worked together i had a vision going back to transform barriers and cultural norms mm-hmm. i wanted to bring sound of like you know if 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 uh if primo sampled coltrane and and, and james brown i wanted to sample the, the israeli Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the Julie version or, of or old Jewish music or mm-hmm. old North African music that I grew up yeah. so um, I found a lot of these samples in my dad's garage mm-hmm. and I'll go through them and listen to them and listen to them I'm like oh this is so good how, how do I I don't even know how to sample it and working with him so he had the MPC he worked some magic on the MPC um, and I just I just sat, we would sit for like seven eight hours sometimes straight and just like work on a beat so I acted more as I think as a as the the, the kind of a visionary for the, for the canvas. Good. Um, he had massive input into like he would take the sample the way he chopped it and it was like you know take one note mm-hmm. and just the swing on the drums. Yeah, yeah. He did all of that. I can't t- take credit for that. So I I came with like the kind of like hey this is the kind of the The, the the sonic image that I'm looking for. Now, when it came to the rest, that was a that was you know laid out by hey, here's what I want. So I would tell the DJ I want to scratch this exact line at this point, and I would sing it to him, you know, and then he would scratch it, and we kept twe- tweaking it and fixing it and stuff like that. He did an amazing job, but it was for me it was like lyrics. To me, the cuts are part of the lyrics. Yeah. But I want to say, but I wanted to use, you know, like some of the, you know, have Rakim in there and stuff like that. I just use like samples of stuff that to me was classic and so ingrained and marked It's me true. so much. Right? It's true. So, you know, there's, 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 there's a lot of classics 
in yeah. the scratching Hebrew. Like I, I had Reza there and like just a bunch of stuff that uh, put together. So I sang it to him. I'm like, this is what I want. I want to hear the word Hebrew. I want to hear like there's there's so many things that are important because Shai, S-H-I, Supreme Hebrew Intellect. So I was trying to bring in some Supreme Rhymes with my Hebrew identity nice. and intellectual stimulation. Nice. That's what it was about. Right. Wow. So, um, and that was before the 360. It was shy. It was like, like yeah. linguistics was from shy. It wasn't yeah. from shy 360, yeah. right? So it was, it was, so I was involved in that. And I think in terms of production, I would actually give it a four. Okay. Um, okay. Just because just watching the process and the sound of the NPC, and that was the only album that was fully fully analog we recorded on Tascam two inch tapes oh man wow tapes i still have the original dats the dat, yeah the dats. there was no cd there was nothing there was no uh a, like computer and punching yeah, yeah. the lyrics and fixing none of that wow. it was you do your take or you don't do your take you can't cut the tape like yeah get your take right yeah yeah you know? um and someone else that deserves credit was where i recorded it um, I mean, they overcharged me and they screwed me, the owner of the studio. But the engineer that worked for them was a great dude and a very talented sound engineer. Yeah. You know? I, 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 sorry to cut you off, but I feel, I feel that sound uh, engineers are often uh, overlooked. You know, again, you know, we're both with, we're uh, uh, Tribe Called Quest fans and shout out to, uh, tip when it goes bob powers you're there yeah, yeah. you know the, the yeah the, yeah yeah prime uh engineers so that, that that's cool i think that i always thought that was like a, a cool shout out you know uh, it is no one no one talks about the sound engineers man. no and sometimes you know, who talks, you know who talks the most about his sound engineer all the time uh the guy from uh oh. the buffalo guys there jay-z Oh, see, yeah, it's Guru. true. All yeah. the time. It's true. All the time. It's true. And it's I appreciate true. Yeah, that. Yeah, you it's know? true. Because my last two albums, mm -hmm. no, my last my last three albums, mm. I was a sound engineer. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I learned, I learned, oh. you know, sound and, 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 and you know, frequencies and mixing yeah. vocals and drums and stuff like that from someone really, really that's been in the game and, and did like huge albums. So I spent, you know, two months with him every day for 10 hours. So I learned a couple of things. Now, I'm not a, I'm not an, uh, an amazing sound engineer, but I wanted to mix my own shit. Mix and master. God, that's awesome. So, so my last three albums are mixed and mastered by me. So, uh, so uh, Baba Laziz, right? That's yeah. That yeah. Uh, awesome, mixed and mastered man. everything. Shalom Haters, uh, uh, my last album, Elevate. And, uh, <clears throat> and there's... There's even a few albums that I produced because I had a label at some point. So I was doing some production, but all of the sound engineering. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic, man. So that means like, uh, uh, again, so you basically like in this hip hop game, you actually grew not only as an MC, but as a, you know, behind the scene guys. That's, yeah. That's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah. That's, that's uh, uh, awesome. So. I have a segment, you know, in the show, uh, and again, it's it's gonna be a little, a little. Uh, uh, you you can't think about it too much, right? Yeah. Don't think about it too much. Yeah. So we have a segment, a segment called Top Five, and right oh. from from the bat, who's your top five and why? Jay Z. Okay. Um, why? 
I think it's just the full package. I think even at 50, he wrapped circles around a lot of these guys. I think he had some, some, you know, some commercial pitfalls and stuff, but I think it was a calculated move, mm. right? He's not a businessman. Yeah. He's a business man, yeah. right? Yeah. So I think where, and I think what he's giving back to hip hop today to a lot of the young generation is massive. So just overall, this flow, lyrics, delivery, the stuff he says is so intricate. The last album, 444, which was so personal yeah. and like yeah. so surprising from him so that, you know, um, second is Biggie. Of course. Um, simply i mean do i need even need to explain can anybody flow better on anything like yeah you know, someone who can flow in like unbelievable and like kick in the door and then the double yeah. time with bone thugs and harmony and and mm -hmm. like just any beats anything right so true he's that. got that jazzy cadence yeah true that um you know number three oof, that's a tough one probably not um although you know the the project that he released i was it was underwhelming for me uh in 2020 in the last 10 years even oh okay yeah yeah but yeah but his pen nobody can touch him yeah okay? for sure, for sure. um and and number three is a, is a big for me is a is a is a tough one number four i would say and this might surprise you but i think he's one of the most 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 underrated mcs ever is black thought oh come on man he's so Yo, underrated i know like I know. the streams the streams of thought like yeah just, like just the last things he did i was like yeah i, I totally thought. agree i, I totally listen agree to him for totally. hours for but hours. not only that longevity dude he's Longe been doing this since the early 90s that's what i'm saying yeah exactly you know him nas jay-z they're all like the, did like, you hear the uh the funk flex freestyle Hey, we bro, 10 minutes. Ten Come minutes. on. Ten like, minutes. nobody can touch him. Um, I think he's phenomenal. I like his content too. Is just, you know, okay, he has, he has a, his flow is the same flow for years, but yeah. I don't care. I like listening yeah. to him. Yeah, I me too. Dope. Me too. Um, number five, I don't even know. It's such a toss up between so many, so yeah. many. You know, I could drop, I could probably throw Andre 3000 in there. Okay. Uh, okay. Which I is so you. impressive. I, I, um, I feel you. I feel you. You know, Guru. Um, yes. The, the, it's got to be the voice. King of Monotone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I, I wish there was some of the newer artists, but like, if I had to really pick, from all my my number fives is definitely Kendrick. Oh, uh, okay. I see it. I yeah. see. So there's, yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. couple of toss-up, but like I, I think yeah. Kendrick needs to release more music. Yes. Um, but his mixtapes like yeah. section 80, just all just, you can't you can't he's so like he's such an OG in yeah. like this time. Like he's I know, nowhere, I know like people in his generation he's just yeah he, he would have sworn like he's been around for like 20 years so i believe i believe you had told me that you had a, a kendrick lamar story when you were shopping around for one of your albums in new york and uh you uh um he was i think like before you presenting section 80 could that be something like that that's at south by southwest oh okay yeah. damn Yeah, I had two South by Southwest experiences, and it's interesting. One was as like the first Israeli hip hop mm -hmm. artist to go there. Wow. And, okay. 
And when I say go there, a lot of artists go to South by Southwest. I'm talking about an official showcase. Exactly. None of that bullshit. Oh, I'm in South by Southwest. Here's my Instagram. Like my name yeah. was on the ballot. Yeah, okay? yeah. Wow. Uh, it was it was mind blowing for me. I was this was at peak of like Kendrick's, you know, and I'm a hip hop head, and a lot, yeah. a lot of people knew Kendrick at the time, but like I saw him on stage, and I was on the same stage the next day. <sighs> you know with a lot less people than him obviously yeah uh but it's fucking kendrick yeah and i was like oh my god i'm gonna be on the same stage it was that night that they had kendrick ll ice cube um you know i watched the show and then that's the next line, day the next day was that. it was indie artists right so it was uh it was a bunch of artists from all over the world like an international showcase nice which was great the second time i went to south by was uh actually i was living in montreal already and i was with the canadian independent artist uh, delegation oh so official canadian indie artist going to promote baba laziz yeah all right my man yeah all this all this good stuff man good stuff um so of course uh, we're gonna take a break just so you know you gotta pay some bills You know, a little bit of a Buzzsprout advertisement. So we party people, before we get back into the review, at 40 Years of Hip Hop, we use Buzzsprout for our podcast. They get your show listed on every podcast platform available. We were able to get uh, 10,000 downloads within a year as uh, Buzzsprout uh, members. You'll also be getting a great looking podcast platform, an audio player that you can uh, drop into other websites, even WordPress templates. You will also benefit from detailed analytics and tools to promote your episode like um, audio video snippets of your podcast called Soundbites. However, for me, my thing is that I get to generate a second revenue by talking about something that I'm passionate about. Uh, think about it. You're a fan of something? Try podcasting about it. It's easy, fun, and can generate a second revenue. Get started for free. No credit card required. Cancel anytime. No contract. Uh, link below in our episode notes. So party people, Buzzsprout is the way to go. And now let's get back to the review. All right. So now we're at the point. It's uh, relevance and uh, longevity. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, is this song still relevant and was it able to stand the test of time? Okay. So this song for me, okay. And it's going to be a little personal, but I think that for me, it represents facing adversity. Okay. Um, because you were this kid, this guy that we saw every day was a normal person who has a job, who's going to school, struggling, you know, running after girls, you know, just an everyday guy, you know, yeah, yeah. and you dropped an album, you know, I, I again, I was, uh, and I remember when I listened to the album, after the intro chapters, um, what was the, what was the name of the prologue. Prologue. Intro, prologue, yeah, it's just a big test, it's just, yeah. Yo, I was like, I'm like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm yeah. done. You yeah. know, just the intro. I was yeah. like, yo, the beat was on point. The Your, your emotions, you know, yeah. I could feel it, you know. The intro was the last thing I recorded on this album. So I worked oh, on the whole album. So interesting. I worked on the, 
I worked on the whole album for two years. Interesting. And then I had written this verse over the Dead President's beat originally. Monster I recorded beat. over it, Monster Beat. I recorded it. And, you know, on a personal note, it's probably in my top five verses of all time as, wow. as an artist. Like, I look back at this verse and I'm like, Wow, this is this is fire! Like, yeah. it's, it's it's just a crazy. But it, but I had a body of work beforehand, and I was immersed, and oh, I was okay. I was just rapping every day for five years, yeah, yeah, four hours. So when I got to record this, it was a one take. It was all emotion. I had candles in the studio. I remember. So this was or actually recorded in Tel Aviv. Oh, it was the last song. Um, and it was the first time like we included like um, um, it was it was the last song and it was recorded on um, on Pro Tools it was digital so it was very it was sonically it was very different and I had an issue I was like what do you mean you don't have an SSL you don't have a fucking analog thing the guy was like that's all I got man but he was like that I still my homie till this day he's a massive producer now in LA actually the guy who worked with me on this he works with like Pooh Bear and he did some production for uh um, for even for Justin Bieber, like he's involved in like a very big guy, yeah, yeah, he's a big, big producer. Uh, he's a brilliant pianist. But yeah, we did that song. It was the last song. And I was like, you know what? This is, it, it was supposed to be the outro. And I was like, no, 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 no. This is, this just takes all the last five years uh, uh, um, and just says, hey, this is what this album is about. And it it's worked. all a test. Now remember, I was I'm going through a lot of stuff with my health. Yeah, um, yeah I had like yeah. four major heart surgeries. Yeah. Like I had to go through a lot of shit to get there. And I was yeah. like, and we feel it, you know. Yeah. It feels like, yo, I'm gonna get this no matter what, you know, adversity, you know. That, yeah, well said. That that was exactly the what I was feeling at the time. Like literally me against the world, like Tupac style. Like yeah, nothing, yeah, nothing yeah. was working for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have I nothing to lose. I have nothing yeah, to lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you went at it. Um, also, again, uh, uh, you wanted something, you went for it. You, you, no one could stop you, you know. So for me, this song, whenever I hear it, no matter what, it's always going to be a classic, okay? No matter what. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's always, for me, When I hear that song, it's always going to be shy in the uh, the legend. The Acura legend, bro. You know, just freestyling, you know, uh, we're going to hit the clubs, you know, gosh, and just freestyling. Cool, and and, and it's, it's just really great fun for days. me. Yeah. Always be a classic. And this is why, uh, again, and I know that it did make some noise in other con countries. So for a point of relevance and longevity, I give it a three on five. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, so that's the way I see it. What do you think about that? Longevity, just watching my body of work. It's like a four and a half on five. Because, oh. you know, I, I got a message on Instagram Friday about mm -hmm. this song. This, like, this is how relevant this is. So oh, there is a, th th so I'm going to tell you a story. Mm -hmm and how crazy it evolved. There is a, a, a DJ in 1999 that wrote me an email, a Turkish aspiring hip hop MC and DJ, okay? We'll get to his name in a second and I'll tell you why. He, he was traveling, he was vinyl hunting, he was in the Czech Republic. He found my vinyl. 
He listened to it in stores. He loved that he bought it. He sent me an email. He asked me to do a remix. He did a remix. There's a remix somewhere. I can send you the link of linguistics with a Turkish rap verse. Okay. What? Now, I don't know if you know anything about politics, but for a Jewish Israeli and a Muslim Turk to come together on a track, it's fucking magic. Okay? Yeah, yeah. That's the beauty Now, of music. Yeah. Fast forward. This guy is. He's like the Jay Z of Turkey. He does like commercials for like Honda. He's the bit one of the biggest artists in the history of the country, and we still uh, we still in touch. And my last album, Ultimate, right, mm-hmm. was all his beats. Whoa! Yes, and he's a massive. So I have a very big fan base in Turkey. Okay, and so okay. I still get messages about linguistics because he did it's one of his favorite song and he was pushing it and and um, you know in Germany this is crazy because I used to do mm-hmm. a lot of uh, business in Germany and travel mm-hmm. there there's a yeah. massive Turkish community oh I didn't and that. I was in a I was in an uber on the way to the airport and this is me working you know I, I'm, I work in, in, in tech today so I like do very different things but this is me with my laptop working and I'm in the uber and The Uber driver is listening very low volume because he doesn't want to bother me, but he's playing Sagopa, which is the artist featuring Shy 360. And I, I, I was like, "What are you?" I'm like, "What are you listening to?" He's like, "Oh, he's a Turkish rapper." I'm like, "Put the volume up." And then my verse comes on. I'm like, "Who's this guy?" He goes, "Oh, this Shy 360 is a rapper from Canada." <laughs> and I'm Did like, "Did you tell him it was you?" And, and I'm like, "I'm like, look at the picture on your phone because you can see on the cover yeah, you see yeah. a picture of Sagopa and, Sh- and he looks at it and he looks and he looks at me and he stops the Uber and he asks me to do a selfie. No it, way! It, it's just crazy in the in Munich. Like it's so random, but like Sagopa Kashmir, um, like he's massive and his his beats are phenomenal. So I did an entire album with his beats. Wow! Yeah, it's massive, man. See, I did not get all of that information. You know, no, I tried like, it because it's more recent stuff. Uh, but 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 we connected through linguistics. This is how awesome. Man. This is how linguistic transforms yeah. barriers and cultural norms. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So the, the, that line manifested itself through my my whole career, and this is why I think that that song stands the the, the like it's such a classic. Because it is. This it day, is. It's like it's just classic '90s boom bap hip hop. It like, is. That's it is. what it is. So for me, it is. That was the the. It's 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 a classic. Yeah, awesome. Like yeah. Awesome man. So uh, of course impact. Um, so now you tell me how this the, the song. So of course was this because this song is from your first album. Yeah. Could it be? One the song that impacted your career the most. A hundred percent. Okay. How 100%, so? A hundred percent, man. Because so pressing it on CD and then going further and pressing it on vinyl and then shopping it and then getting it distributed worldwide. You know what that does to an aspiring artist? It's like, oh my god, people like my music. People of are saying. Um, so I was like, okay, so this pushed me to make an album. And then I completed the album, and the album did well. So this pushed me to be like, I need to do this full time. Like people are really enjoying it. And I was like, okay. And then I moved back to this. I was like, people don't know enough. Like they 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 see on MTV, they see hip hop, but they don't know enough about the culture. So introducing the yeah. culture to that that pushed me to do more and more things every time. And somehow always people come back and tell me, 
yo, I love, I love chapters. I love linguistics. No matter where I'm at in my career. Yeah. They always come back to that. They always come back. It's like, you know, chapters is my, my Illmatic. Yeah. I, I believe is, so. Chapters is my reasonable doubt. Yeah. I, like, I, I truly believe so. You know? I truly, so, I truly believe so. So it started with that song. And the reason for that song is that it's called linguistics is because this is someone who didn't speak the language who had to learn English and drop a song on a vinyl in his third language, which was foreign to him just seven years before. I know, man. Wow. Again, yeah. talk about, talk about, you know, facing adversity. Adversity. You know? Yeah. yeah. It was something I had to, I was always like, and this is for my mom. I was always like, Anybody told me, oh, you can't do this. I was like, oh, yeah? Watch. I'll make sure to do it. Yeah. Watch. Yeah. Watch. Okay. So at least I'll try. If of I course. fail, awesome. I learned something. I still win if I fail. For sure. For sure. I still sure. win. You know, and I, and I had I had an album which was a glorious failure. So yeah. It, it was. Oh, wait. So, so, uh, um, so that album would have been considered as a failure? No, I had another album. Oh, okay. Uh, later on in 2009, okay. which, which to me was a failure. Oh. But I learned from it. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. But again, I find like, and, and and it's just in life in general. I think that um, a failure is not necessarily a failure. It all depends how you take it. You exactly. Know, because what do you do? With a, it? Exactly. A failure could be your biggest success. You know, or your 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 lead to your to success. To you your know? success. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's awesome, man. That's yeah. just, uh, uh, Wow, that is just great, man. So, uh, my man, I think like we pretty much covered uh, all of uh, uh, the, the the points, you know, uh, for uh, for linguistics. And uh, again, like uh, since last year, I was like, I can't wait. You know, it's gonna be awesome, and we finally uh, uh, did it. And uh, I'm really happy that you know we had you uh, we had you here. This is actually going to be released um, next Friday. Nice. You know, okay. I'll send you the link. So of course, this yeah. is the uh, the video is going to be actually on YouTube. You know, Amazing. our YouTube Amazing. is not doing too great, but we don't care. You know, because we, we again at the end of the day, uh, we know we have good content. The podcast is doing really well. Listen, uh, linguistics on CD sold about 150 on vinyl 3,000 and then my album 100,000. So YouTube Whoa. will grow, man. It will grow. Whoa! So before we wrap things up, okay. So first of all, I want to know. Tell me a little bit about like how many albums do you have? Oh wow, uh, <laughs> that's a good question. So yeah. um, my first album, full album, was Chapters. Um, then I released the first mixtape. It wasn't an official release, but I released the first mix mixtape like DJ Clue style in mm -hmm. Israel. It was a collection of other artists, mm -hmm. but it's not my my sole album, so I don't count it. I had an album called Alive, mm -hmm. Hebrew, and uh, uh, my second Hebrew album. Then I had an album called Shalom Haters, which was like mm -hmm. peak political uh, height. Then I had an album um, after Shalom Haters it was uh, Babel Aziz. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, um, and then ultimate. So six solo projects. Nice. Um, then I released officially, um, two compilations of Hebrew, uh, and, and Jewish rappers from all over the world. 
those two uh they're on, they're on all the platforms and i had another um two albums that are released under my label um because i had a, a few artists signed to me um one is like a yemenite reggae kind of ethnic pop thing really cool okay and another one was like a hip-hop like underground compilation so as shy 360 you know six albums as shy 360 the 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 producer as well you have like four more projects wow yeah and quite a few singles yeah so uh again earlier on you showed me your wall so yeah. you have to, yo, you have to, uh, again, share the wall with us, man. Share, share the, wall. the wall. You know? This is the uh, nice. early work. Um, again, part of the crew. Um, this is not my solo project. This is part of uh, um, kind of the movement that we had um, in, in Israel. Uh, a group of artists that really wanted to push the culture forward. I had also a radio show. Um, uh, called the lab and and we would have two hours a week talking about hip-hop and i was like the hip-hop historian at the time you know nice, so nice. um so this was like a, a, a big part of my journey um being a dj also like i was djing in clubs that just to pay the yeah i remember so, that you told me that you know yeah. um so yeah a bunch of things always and like I haven't i haven't released something in a while i did in 2018 2019 i yeah. did a a freestyle friday oh. segment uh, yeah when are, when are you coming back with the freestyle fridays man uh, maybe, you know, I, was, I, I would wake up and it's like okay it's friday <laughs> you know and i, I would I would, I would just li listen to every freestyle friday you know you gotta I you gotta, you gotta bring it that, back bro. you gotta i appreciate that yeah that that was like I was like, oh, you know what? Let me let me drop something, and it was an anticipation to the album to, to build, you know, a uh, kind of yeah. a foundation and exposure, and mm -hmm. it really took off. It, yeah, people well, would write like, hey, your 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 freestyles late. Like sometimes, and I would once I did it yeah. from the airport. I was traveling. I did it in the airport live, like a cappella. Uh, my wife was like, oh my god, seriously? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you can't you got it? So it's fifty-two every single week a different verse oh, man. you know it's not from the top of the dome but just like freestyle and like you know it was uh it was it was good in english french hebrew it was a lot of fun it was That's a lot good, of fun man. so now i'm like i have a i i i i get these spurts of like creative uh like a muse you know um that sometimes happen and uh i really enjoy you know, just getting back to hip hop. I took a long break. I, I, I was, you know, I was knee deep in the music industry. I was yeah. going to a major label for a while. Yeah. Um, and then I started my own label and I came to learn that I don't like the music business. Oh uh, yeah, the, in the, the you know, industry. I, I don't like it. I, I just wanted to rap. Yeah. You know, still till this day, you remember me, me and you driving in the car and I would freestyle yeah. for four hours. I just wanted to do that. Like, I just yeah. loved that. Yeah. You know, I didn't like all the rest. I didn't like dealing with, with lawyers every every week. Yeah. I didn't like, you know, oh, can this guy come and rap? And oh yeah, call my agent. I didn't like any of that. Yeah, I didn't yeah. like any of that. And I just, you know, I left maybe with like, like a bittersweet taste, but mm -hmm. I don't want to deal with that anymore. So I love being independent. Uh, I, I, you know, also signed to a major label at the time. I didn't own my masters. Uh, 
day I own all of my masters. Exactly. So That's I have good. a I have a catalog and I have royalties and I can I can give that to my next generation yeah, as yeah. well. So that awesome. there's a lot of it's very important in that that kind of you know and at some point I even lost creative control because you're so deep in it. And yeah. My second album was like, oh, we did a song for the radio. We got because I had some radio hits. I had number one yeah. Billboard songs. I did. Whoa. But then but it wasn't planned. But in the oh. second album, in my second Hebrew album, was like the label was like, no, no, we need. And, and then you're trying to make a song for the radio uh, and, okay. that, and that and that there's no that sucks yeah 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 yeah, yeah that sucks and I, and and I went through that I, I was I was I was in it I was you know and I can't say that at the time I saw it because I was so you're in something you don't take yeah. like a, you don't stop and think about okay what am I doing what does all this mean and then at some point you're like you know what I love hip-hop I just want to rap and exactly. I want to do other things I want to do other things This is when mm. I, I left completely. I left. I didn't. I didn't renew my contract. I left the label, um, and I went back to school. Actually, I went back oh. to school to try and rediscover. Like, okay, what do I really want to do here? Yeah. So that was that was a blessing, and then it took me a while. So it took me, you know, in ten years, uh, you know, for five years, I didn't do anything. I didn't make any wow. music at all. I didn't make any music. I didn't feel like it. I didn't. I lost. Wow. Yeah, Eesh, the it's industry terrible. man live will leave you that bitter taste, that bitterness. Yeah, it's terrible. How many artists, like really great artists, that just I know, I know, fell I know. through because of that. The only reason, really dope, really talented people, you know. Damn. So, so uh, are we should should we be expecting anything new from you for from the next years, or are you? That was I know you're always working on something. I know Shy is a workaholic. You're always working on something. So what yeah. you got? What you got under the rug? I got a, a probably a single in 2022. Nice with uh, with a reggae like a really dope reggae hook. Nice. Uh, super militant, hard strings, Ooh. incredibly powerful drums. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, can't wait. I can't. Well. So first of all, when when that drops, you have to let me know, you know, so that again, like we have to cover this, you know, yeah, like we, we we have to cover this in some way. 100%. So um, so uh, Mr. Shea, I think uh, we've actually uh, covered uh, pretty much uh, everything, you know, and it was an honor, you know. To have you with us and to uh, talk about uh, linguistics, a song that is uh, so dear to me personally, that uh, is able to fit in that little time capsule that we're making yeah. of a thousand song. And uh, again, um, not to be biased, you are my friend, yes, but I also truly believe that. First of all, you're one of the best freestylers ever that I've seen with my own eyes. Period. <laughs> some people can say some shit. I heard another person told me yeah. what I saw. I was yeah. right there in the I passenger know. seat, yeah. driving yeah. and spitting at the same time. You know, to sure. whatever you know. And and those those uh, uh, um, one thing though that I miss, like remember in our group of friends, and I always say that to my wife. Mm -hmm. I was like, Shy was the only guy that was able to follow me in uh, in uh, the spontaneous side yeah. of my life. Yeah. You know, 
Yo, qu'est-ce que tu fais Yo, on va à New York On va à New York On va à New York <rire> So we just go to New York Go get some CDs, go get so some good. gear So good Drive back, so, I you know, know. But, but, but that's, that's completely That's reciprocal Because nobody else was that spontaneous Like So for me, that was great to have this kind of like So oh, yeah. you can ride and be oh, like, yeah. Yeah, why not? Let's, yeah, why yeah okay. Not? I remember it's like, okay, I'm finishing work at 11. New York. Remember to also Toronto, Toronto. Carabana. That was crazy. Hey, that was Carabana crazy. is happening this weekend in Toronto. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's just fucking Yeah, go. we have nowhere to sleep. No, let's, let's we'll go. figure it out. Let's we'll go. Figure it out. We'll figure yeah. it out. Let's go. So, man, it was again yeah, like, man. I, I, I still have this great picture of... Um, me, you, Dave, Zena, remember Zena, the Indian yeah, girl yeah, with her yeah. boyfriend, yeah. and we're at Taco Bell. Yes. <laughs> we're at Taco Bell, you know, uh, just before the caravana. Oh my and God. We're just I wouldn't eat, it. I would not, I cannot eat that stuff today at my uh, age. Are you, are you crazy, man? But at That's the time, food. That's everything, food. everything went. It was crazy. Oh man, you're taking me back. I, I really appreciate that you took the time also to do this, man. It means a uh, lot. Dude, respect, you know. Yeah. I ain't got nothing but love for Mr. Shy360 out there, you know. I'm here, bro. All right, my man. So that's pretty much it, party people. So thanks for sharing this uh, moment together. Subscribe, like, share, and party people. Support 40 Years of Hip Hop by buying us a coffee so that we can continue dropping this amazing weekly podcast. This is your host with the most Mr. Ron wishing you happy Honolulu. Peace. Peace. And we out. <laughs>